as I was kind of uh, praying over the readings this morning, what kind of the image that kind of came to me uh, is if in any great sport, uh, a lot of, especially football, um, a lot of work is done off the field. <clears throat> I remember again, I've talked about Tom Brady a lot this weekend, but he, they say that he watches like just copious amounts of game film. And the reason why a football player, a cornerback, a quarterback, a linesman, whatever, they're watching the game film is because they're trying to figure out like what's on display. They're trying to figure out the, the weaknesses of the offense or the defense. And they're trying to see the game plan <clears throat> so that they can overcome the other team. That's why they just watch film over and over and over again. And the reason that image came to me is because today we basically have... Uh, in the gospel, the game plan of the enemy. <clears throat> we don't have the full layout of it in Mark's gospel. In Matthew and Luke, you know, it goes through the three temptations. And in those three temptations are the game plan of the enemy. <clears throat> but first and foremost, I think the thing that is on display more than anything is there is an enemy. <laughs> there is an opponent of you, of me, and of the human race. He has two names that he primarily goes by in the Gospels, but Jesus calls him Satan, Satana in Greek, which means the accuser. And so anytime in your heart you feel accusation, you're not good enough. The sins that you did, God could never forgive those. Anytime there's an accusation in your heart, that is never God. And the second one is Diabolos. So I think Satanas, or Satan, is the way he works inside our hearts. Accusing us, making us, belittling us, making us feel that God could never love us, that we're worthless. The other one is Diabolos, devil. And that is another Greek word which means the scatterer, the one who divides. And that, I think, is the name that goes into, like, families, friendships, perishes all about relationships. So Satan is our relationship with God, right? When he accuses us, we're not good enough for that relationship. And then Diabolos, the one who divides, is in our relationships with everybody else. So wherever there's division in your family, that's the devil. <laughs> He's working on somebody to create that division. He hates communion, hates it, because it's the one thing he no longer has is communion with God. And although he, God, the devil and God, it's not like they're rivals. The rival that the devil has is St. Michael the Archangel. It's not God. <laughs> He's way beneath God. Yet he is a creature and he is created and he was created the most powerful. And so although he's no match for God, for us, he's hideously powerful. And he gets into us in very unique ways. There is, there is no more greater master of the human race and how we function and understanding us than the devil. He knows us deeply. And the primary tactic, you guys, I think he uses is the primary tactic he's used from the beginning of the world. The original sin. There is a reason they call it the original sin because it was the only sin that was ever original. Everything else is a copy of it. <clears throat> And that single attack is, and it's, it's given to us in the gospel, that God really doesn't care about you. God really doesn't love you. 
that you are really not a beloved son or a beloved daughter of the Father. And because of that, you need to take control of your life and provide for yourself because God's not going to do it. That was the original sin, remember? He comes to Adam and Eve and he says, you can't do any of this? And they're like, no, 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 we, can just, only, we just can't eat from the one tree. And he's like, yeah, you know why? Because he's hiding something from you. He's not really providing for you. He knows that once you eat of that tree, you'll become like him. So do it. Provide for yourself. Make something happen. Don't receive. And if you look at the three temptations from Matthew and Luke's gospel, do you remember what they are? This is fun. We can do a little interaction. I don't do this just at the parish level. I do this all the way at the the Domus Ecclesiae, the house church. Do you remember what the three temptations? Yep. What were the three temptations? Money. Okay. Power. Food or pleasure. And the last one was honor. Those are what people commonly think they were. Those are, that's wrong. <laughs> it, was a great, it was a great guess, though. Because, right? <laughs> he, he comes, the devil comes and says, you know, he, it's like the greatest understatement of the Bible. It said, Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, ate nothing, at the end of which he was hungry. Right? I mean, he was ravenous at this point. And the devil comes to him and he says, you see those stones? If you're the son of God, take those stones and turn them into bread. Because you're hungry. Provide for yourself. But the temptation is not just to make bread or to have pleasure or comfort. The temptation is in the first line that he says. If you are the son of God. He's trying to get him to doubt that God loves him. What's a better translation of that? Instead of make bread. If you're the son of God, you should always be comfortable. You should, if God loves you, you should always have whatever you want. Why are you hungry? And because you're hungry, provide for yourself, because he's not going to. And Jesus says, no, because man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I trust him. He's my father. Second temptation, take yourself to the top of the temple, throw yourself down. And right before you hit the ground, stop. And land gently so everybody will love you. But again, so it's a temptation to honor. If if God's your father, everybody should like you. It should always go well with you. So when those things come, those temptations, those pains, those sufferings, God doesn't love you. And so provide for yourself. And again, Jesus resists. And then the third and final one, right? The final one is... Bow down before me and all the kingdoms of the world are yours. Temptation, if you're God and God is your father, people should always love you. You should never have any problems. And so take control. Bow down before me and I'll give you whatever you want. All of life comes down to believing one basic truth. Is God a loving father? And that everything that happens to you is from him. Do you believe that? Because if you don't believe that, you're not Christian. And how many times have things happened in our lives where we're like, I got to take control. I got to make it happen. Right? The minute something goes wrong, we don't just receive. We're like, no, I'm going to fix this. That's the enemy in our hearts. God is just saying, just let me provide. How's that going to happen? I, 
don't worry. I got this. I remember I was on retreat one time and <clears throat> I came in and I was just mad as all heck. And I remember he was mad about Hillary. I was mad about, you know, ISIS. I was mad about world hunger. And I was mad about the economy. And I was mad about the parish. And mad about... And I came into retreat and I knelt down. And I was like, I'm mad and I'm yelling at the Lord. And I just remember hearing, I got this. And I'm like, really? Because it doesn't look like you got this. It looks like a flipping nightmare out there. And it just very... It's okay to pray like that. You know, you can get mad. Now, remember, and it, it, just at this moment, he said, look at the cross. So I looked at the cross. I'm like, so? And he's like, did it look like I had it there? And I'm like, no, it didn't. But that turned out to be the greatest act in the salvation of mankind. God will always have the last word. And what St. Paul says should ring in our hearts today. Not those who get it perfect go to heaven. Not those who know all the doctrines and can spontaneously repeat them go to heaven. Those who persevere go to heaven. Those who don't give up. So the question is, will you give up on him and do your own thing? Or will you trust him? How you answer that question determines the rest of your life.